This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside me, as always, he's mourning the loss of the Q Cup. It's Mitch Doyle. Good everybody, and I really am. It really was a gut punch. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, mate. Yeah. Like, who's the random person no one else gives a shit about? I'm going to pump their tyres up for the next six but months now. Is a Q Cup without Dave Taylor really a Q Cup? Well, and Dean Gebby's also gone, so yeah. <laughs> you make a good point. Thank you. There's our uh, trouble times. They have and promised, though, Queensland Rugby League have promised replays of classic games, which oh. no one else cares about, but I just want to see if they don't play all the televised GI games from 04, 05, they're kidding themselves. There's, yeah. I just want all. The, I just want the Northern Pride Penrith Panthers Reserve Grade Super Bowl from 2014, the greatest game ever played. And Nick Camden's here. I didn't get an intro. No, because you spoke out of turn again. Oh, now that you, now you don't get one. Well, I I am here. That is true. Yes. No one cares where you're from, what you do, or that giant thing you wrote about the best. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> get to that later. <laughs> um, so this one is to discuss the uh, potential timelines around the NRL coming back for the year, um, what we know so far, and sort of. Other news what, in rugby league. We're and other shit. other news, really. And um, yeah, so we're going to start off with the coronavirus. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but it's a big deal. Yes, the news drop will be coming back. Um, we have we have an audience of one here with uh, Matt Collins in the corner chanting "news drop" over and over again. <laughs> I will play the news drop. Look at him go! Don't worry about that. That's a he's good got user. he's got an exquisite self isolation facial hair situation yeah. going on. Actually, we all do. Yeah. Well, no, I've got my regular thing going yeah. on. Yeah, Mitch same. has got Mitch yeah, has got his, his Joseph Stalin moustache. It's really something. Hey, and I'll just explain it as well. So it's basically how can I explain it? Is so I haven't shaved since Tuesday week. And this is what I've come up with. You look like you look like a nightclub owner. You no, look like so, an no, you look so like an what, out you look like an out of work porn star. So what it is is basically how I describe it is yeah. like I've drunk from a cup that has like ink or something around it. So it's only like it's only in a round shape around my mouth. That is it. There is nothing on the side. And you would remember going to high school in the early two thousands where. Uh, there was kind of like, you know, it started like Scar and Punk sort of came along and everyone was like growing, growing sideburns and like good mutton chops and th- things like that. Yeah. So I remember being like 14 and being like, yeah, fuck, that's going to be me one day. I'm going to have some like, you know, you going to have some mutton chops and stuff you, like that. You like look, 18 years later, I've nothing. Yeah. There is nothing, there is nothing north You look of, like in a kid's sports movie, the coach of the bad guy team. Saying... <laughs> You look like you've duped some gullible country folk out of their ranch. <laughs> you look like you've tricked someone into painting a fence. Uh, <laughs> are you suggesting I'm on some sort of list? <laughs> is, is there a hard drive about no, 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 these days? Push back. All right. Anyway, back to the show. And with that, let's that get on. That was our nonce corner with uh, Matt Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we'll, let's get on with the news. We'll cross that later for you with the show. The news. <laughs> Simi Renrandra trying the chip and chase. Oh no, it's Simi Redradra! Redradra's away! Simi Redradra! Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will, yes. Simi Redradra. Oh, he's absolutely buried it! Redradra! Where's the nonce corner drop? <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> What's the sound effects we need for nonce corner? I mean, come on, it, it does look a bit questionable. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's 
is the background music like joyful kids in the playground? No, it's, it's <laughs> Timey Kangaroo Downsport, surely. <laughs> Dog, it's Michael Jackson. It is. <laughs> Wait, is Timey Kangaroo Downsport Rolf Harris? Did I ruin that? Yes. Is that right? Correct. I did. You nailed it. No. Oh, no. Oh. It's a good thing you don't have a microphone. Well, self-isolate anyway, that joke. Yeah, self-isolate <laughs> yourself in the corner. Um, yeah, so the worst case scenario for the NRL's return is that players will return to training in July or August to ensure they get a mini preseason. And the competition will resume in September, at the start of September, in round three. So the, the results from the first two rounds will carry over. And we'll have a 15-round competition where everyone plays each other once. And then a uh, either a regular final system or a um, top, fo- top four or top five system. And then a grand final, which would be played on either the 13th or the 20th of December. Um, this leaves room for State of Origin to be played either in between or at the end of the season. So, before we get on to scenario two, let's talk briefly about this. I think, given everything that we know so far, I think this is probably the fairest way to do it. Yeah, it's probably the fairest. I don't see it happening. I think the season's going to get cancelled. I agree. I, I don't have any news or any information or anything like that. I'm not across this at all. It's a pandemic scoop. But, yeah. <laughs> but just considering how quickly things have changed and how it, like we're all self-isolating now, and if you're not, like, you know, what the hell are you doing? But it just feels like it's still going to get worse before it gets better. And they've said that um, I think September first is that is that yeah, the date? September third, I believe. September third. Yes. If it's not back by then, then it's not coming back. Yeah. Like when when um, old mate Scomo closed down all the, the the bars and the restaurants and all that, and he said you got to get ready for this for six months. Well, if that's on for six months, like then then that's it. I I, I really think the season's going to get cancelled. I think that if. Uh, uh, and obviously, if this if this scenario were to take place, it would mean that the games would be behind closed doors as well. And um, I give it, it. It's not like the Premier League or the Championship over in over in England at the moment, where so much of the season has been played, and we do need to get to a finish. We've only had two rounds. I I think the I th- I don't know if anyone would care that much if we just had to pack it up. And, I care. I mean, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's the wrong choice of words. What I mean is that, like, no one can feel wronged. Is what I mean. Yeah, there. Like, there's only I, been I two still weeks. Feel Shut up. <laughs> there's only two weeks been played. We can just throw it all away. It doesn't matter. Jairo comes to Souths, um, and, and everything. We, and, and we still give fine. the Titans their spoon. The event. Yep. We still give them the spoon. Good. Um, yes, that's important. Yes. Yeah, as you said. Uh, we're all, we're all stabbing in the dark at this stuff here, and I'm obviously hopeful that we get rugby league back this year. But you probably said that's the less likely of the scenarios. I mean, I know I don't want to give too much away that kind of way, but I know at points this week the lower tiers that are now being cancelled were at one point looking for a June return, and they've gone from a June return, you know, on a Wednesday, Thursday, to the competition being cancelled on a Friday, and that that's what, how long they think this effect will go on. And obviously, they're having discussions with people who are a bit more educated on what's coming for the country than what we are. You know, and yeah, it's it's unfortunate that this will happen. As you said, it's if it does get cancelled, it's lucky that you know we're not really ripping anybody off in that regard. That we know when to feel aggrieved that their team didn't you know get to compete or they were in a position to win the competition or something similar. But it's still tragic for all of us who are rugby league diehards. Like, how long can like we just started? Well, the, thing <laughs> gonna... is, the thing is, and this is probably a description of how unhealthy my relationship to rugby league is. But even over the summer, sometimes I feel lost. Yeah, same. Because it's, it's such a big part of my life, and. Yeah, it's that, that. That's the biggest thing. Like you just sort of feel lost without it sometimes, because well, it, it provides so much of the framework for what you do and where you go and who you see and what do you talk to people about. And if yeah, the two of us in the room, it's, it's our really employ. Tough, yeah, like that's what we we do every day of the week, whether or not we're talking about it outside of working hours. Within working hours is what we're doing. Is this yeah. sport? And while for some people this exists in a 
you know, Thursday night to Sunday afternoon of your life scenario, you watch rugby league at that period and have a few takes throughout the week. For me and you, it's minimum we get consumed for it at work and on the weekends. Minimum is what we talk about there. Yeah. And it's yeah. dry social interaction. It drives, again, my decisions on the weekend. You know, Broncos are playing Friday night. Okay, I won't go to that family gathering. Yeah, no, but that's exactly it's, right. It's that's completely exactly true. Right. And so the other two scenarios, which I don't think we need to touch on much because I think scenario A is if footy is going to come back, really the only realistic one. So the scenario, the scenario, the other two scenarios are they come back in June and play a full season, finishing at the same time as the truncated season that we just spoke about, which I think at this point seems almost impossible, if not completely impossible. And the other scenario is that they play the full schedule but with midweek rounds which I think is a terrible idea no, because yeah. I, I don't think that's a start so I think really if we are going to go back to having footy at all this year it will be with that first scenario that we mentioned with the with the truncated season and um, honestly as a one year thing that idea kind of intrigues me where everyone only plays each other once the regular season games mean so much more than they normally do in that like basically you know every win or loss is almost twice as important as it was in, in a normal season and and we end up with a you know uh, just Christmas footy. Yeah, Big Bash I, is dead to me. Mate, yeah, I'll, I'll like, jump off that Big Bash train so goddamn dude, fast. Dude, I, I, I tweeted this the other day, but like, I'm just imagining like watching a Christmas movie on like December 12th and then being like, fuck, there's I, an, there's I, an I, NRL I, grand final yeah, I know, tomorrow. But like, I, that throws up all sorts of other logistical problems. Nearly all the games would have to be at night. You could not have one during the day when it's 35 degrees. Yeah, but like, I mean... Players, it, that, like that's... That yeah. genuinely puts players' but, health but at risk. But my counterpoint to that would be that um, at that time of year, especially, um, a, a lot more people are off work and can go to games on weeknights. So what you would have to do is just have all Monday the games. night footy. Yeah, I think you'd have to go. I think you'd have to go Thursday to Monday and have the have the Sunday games be at six and eight. I think that's what you'd have maybe, to do. Maybe, but but again, like the the broadcasters might buck back on that because. Yeah. Well, they might not because they might because, not because, because, game, because games, be because no games during the week weight rate so much better. I don't know, but like all of us just kind of like spitballing, and that it shows just how fluid this situation is and yeah. how many moving parts there are. I mean, can you imagine though if it's like the NBA final, uh, NBA playoffs? I'm sorry, where there's just footy every night. I, I do like the idea of footy. I do every like night. that. Like that, that, that does but, appeal to and me. And you mentioned yeah. that though. By the way, those are the sports that are in, in a real tough spot right now. The NBA as well. It's like. They're, what are they going to well, do? Well, Major League Baseball was supposed to start like two days ago, so that's just not happening. They've canned a season before, though. Yeah, um, and, and nobody noticed, so we'll do it again. Um, <laughs> like, like <laughs> yeah, so they might just not have a season because I mean, again, especially with baseball, they play every day. So it's like, how do you logistically work all this out? I mean, they'd have to truncate a season to the point where you'd almost have like. Well, the value of baseball as well is that there is so it's much this war of attrition. There is exactly, no, well, yeah. no, there is so much content, right? Also, I mean? that like the TV, like these these teams, like the Dodgers have like a multi billion dollar TV deal because there's eighty one home games a yeah, year, and yeah, it's, and it's and it's hyper localized and all that yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. stuff. But yeah, for I, sure, yeah. so they're in real trouble. The NBA is in big trouble as well because um, I think the European soccer leagues will be okay because of the postponement of Euro twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one. And well, the, the NBA can't play this season when the next season's about to start. But they can't finish no, the playoffs. I, I as well, actually you know? really strongly disagree with that. Well, I, I don't like a lot of people, not not you specifically, but and this is across most sports. Like a lot of people are so concerned with how the next season is going to be affected when it comes to the at to the point where they would rather make sure that the next season is okay at the expense of the one we currently have. 
No, I'm which fine. is I'm almost like finished. No, I, 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 it I understand. Any, it's, I understand it's, it's outrageous to me. No, it's completely I, I under, ridiculous. I understand where they're coming from. I don't. I really do not because understand. the most important thing is always the next season. It's no, not, it's I, I, finishing this season is tremendously important for them, of course. But yeah. I think it's it seems like a much clearer course if they if they're not going to be able to come I back until August that. or September. But or, oh, sorry, the season doesn't even start till October. Nick, you idiot. But if, if the season can't start up again until November or December, the only course of action is to shutter the, pr- the season they're doing now. I completely... Unless, unless, unless it stretches all the way to like next January no, or something, the, the, and then no. they just restart everything as it were, you know? All right, if, if, if you... I th- the fairest thing to do, and it should Dude, be about no, fairness. No, it shouldn't be about fair. It should be about getting the no, games no, no. back on. That's listen, what yeah, that's listen. what that's what matters no, 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 more no, no, than no. anything the, else. The fairest and the fairest thing to do is to make sure that this these current seasons in in sports where they have mostly been finished, where they were eighty percent through, like the NBA and the European Soccer Leagues. The fairest thing to do is to make sure that these seasons finish, whatever the cost. And then truncate the next season where everyone is starting on the same footing. I could not disagree more. Well, I I, I could well, not disagree more. Fair, with it. fair doesn't matter. What matters is getting the. Of games. course, fairness matters. No, what fair you doesn't think? matter. Fair. What matters is getting the games back on. That's yeah. the most important. The thing. games are without back on regardless. The games on, without getting the games back on, in some fashion, these sports will eventually die. I don't understand your point. The games are back on regardless. I'm saying that the current season needs to be extended rather than starting a new season when you've invested so much of a season already. The games are back on regardless. I don't understand your point. No, I think I, I think what you're saying, a full season back running is more important than a broken season because Could there's a, mil- there's a million contractual obligations with a season kicking from the right point and going to a certain point. And like an affected season, for example, now, an NBA season now... Is a completely different season now if it's played in three months to kick back up. It just is. It's not the same season. I know the result will be for the same season, but it's not the same season of sport anymore. Yeah, everything's changed that period. It's like the, the big challenge I think for NRL teams coming back from this is why well, couldn't have a bloody clue who did training and quarantine for pl- what players were doing the most work and what a truncated season going to look like. If, who's going to perform the best in a thirteen game season? Who the bloody hell knows? But that's a challenge of that game. But when there's a thing like the NBA, if they're going to sit five months out, come back and play a playoffs. And then move teams and start a new season a month later. Yeah, yeah, and you have the twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one season. You're ruining two seasons. You're ruining two seasons. I don't think you're if ruining you, two seasons. Be, it just means that the following season has sixty games instead of eighty two. Yeah, but you could start. You could probably maybe if you start a full eighty two game I, season. I, I, again. I'm struggling to understand, and maybe I'm biased because I'm a Leeds fan. But like, I'm I'm struggling to understand why we're having certain people. Prioritizing the starting of a new season as opposed to wrapping well, up a season I mean, where it's been eighty percent completed it doesn't make any sense to me. Look, I still, I still think first past the post sports can be finalized right now for me. I agree. That's with a bit that. different. The ones with playoffs, no. I, I do think English Premier League and the Championship can have results right now. I completely agree with that because it would mean Leeds would get promoted and Liverpool would win the league, so we'd both be yeah. Happy. And but so, it's like the playoff, the teams, things have playoffs. Like it's just so weird to just start in the playoffs. NBA would be funny though if Kevin Durant suddenly back for Brooklyn. Well, yeah, I know th- I, this would never ever ever happen. But I was talking about this the other day. What if for the NBA, when they do bring it back, they just seed everyone one to one to sixteen or one to fifteen in or one to whatever, and then they just do March Madness style, just single elimination all the way down. I'm in. I know it's not the worst idea. Uh, they'd never do it because you, wait, uh, they'd straight never elimination do it. or like best of threes or no. best of, one and done. Yes. So. 
Who's the Who's the number one team? The Bucks are they yes. first? So the Bucks play the Phoenix Suns. Who's worse? Who's the worst? I, no, I don't no, know Suns how you. I don't know. No, one to thirty, Mitchell. One to Warriors. Are they the worst? Yeah, the Warriors with Steph back and they beat them. Yes, I'm in. I know, right? They'd never ever do it because they need the playoff series and they need to fill the content and all that. But if you did that, like you come back with the NBA, you say, okay, so we're back in August. We're doing this for all of August, and then the new season starts in October. Like you would, you would break ratings records. People yeah. would go fucking crazy. And I am here for the thirty seed Warriors Hell knocking yeah. off the bus. Yeah, also, um, it is quite funny now that knowing that we know about the Warriors over the last five years are the most dominant basketball team that we've seen since the mid nineties Bulls. Um, that there, if the NBA season was cancelled right now, they were the only team officially eliminated from the playoffs. The only one. So we have a 29 team March Madness. Yeah. <laughs> um, and anyway. they get the number one pick then. Oh no! Get oh. imagine that. Oh, well, that'd be something. Um, anyway, let's, let's move. Let's move on though. We Sorry, got, we went off a little bit. Of is a this a rugby league podcast? I don't it remember. Is. Mate, the people are just desperate for content. At yeah, this point, yeah, so. true. And yeah, for NRL coming back, who, who we don't know, but it's going to be bloody weird either way. I, I'll be ex- it'll can, be extremely can I, weird. Can I just say as a just as an aside, the last week's taught me one thing. It's that people who say I don't watch sport just should not be trusted. Not for a second. Can we can we give them the virus? Because it's absolutely <laughs> like, ridiculous. It's like we've gone a week without this. Like, what do these people do every Saturday? They just read books, talk like talk to their family. I don't know what's going on. Like fulfilling emotional relationships. Get the fuck out of here. Couldn't be me. I have a fulfilling emotional relationship with Damien Cook, and that's all that matters. <laughs> like, I want to I want to see big units run into each other, man. That's but, all. That's all I want. That's all I want out of life. But, and this I mean, you why, can grow as a person, but if the Steedon's not flying, exactly. What's the point? <laughs> these are the people that watch the shows we don't understand. The people that watch Married at First Sight. Right. These yeah, are these yeah, people. Yeah. yeah. So okay. we should remove them. From I society. don't understand them, and I don't much want to. I don't care yeah. for them. But neither. Put it out there. Okay. Well, let's talk. Okay. And next thing we want to cover that. But QR on Saturday's rugby league comps cancelled all the way down. The um. The highest level comp yet to be cancelled, like Sydney Shield and Harvey Norman's Women's Premiership. So oh, the Sydney I mean, Bulls, okay. So I'm assuming that'll get canned at some point too. But that's already the weird part. Like you've got this, young, you've got young fellows right now who are trying to prove themselves for careers in the future who just had their season cancelled. Look, this was probably always gonna always gonna so come. early, but it's so early, and it just it just and I know it probably wasn't gonna happen this year, but it just makes me it just makes me sad because I know this like league tragics follow these competitions, but it just means that like it's another twelve months before yeah. we get to go down to Henson and watch the Jets. Or yeah, is it just just little just little things like that? Yeah, and that's probably like the the beer fest was one of the one of the most fun days last year, the the Henson Park beer fest, and that's just not happening this year. Yeah, so and, I just, and we were, and the boys were, we were all so geared up for Magic Round, and well, that's not happening. I, yeah, it's I don't really like, have a take on any of this. It's just no. more just a little. No, it's just unfortunate. It just sucks, and man. It, it like, upsets me in, the, in regards to they know that these two competitions had. Goal for the next year or two to be more broadcast, more more consumed by audiences and similar. But this kind of impact will probably put them back a few years on, in that yeah, track too. Will, and like, there's there's some clubs like Newtown who try and do a lot of things outside of their purview as an NRL feeder club, where they might not be able to do them when they come back. You know what I mean? Because the money's just not going to be there with it with yeah. without without the playing of the games. So yeah, yeah. totally. And uh, and and but the the most troubling thing is like. As you said, these young guys who are using a, losing a year of their development and losing a year of their chances to prove themselves to other clubs—it's just—it's just, it's just another very it's, unfortunate it's, it's, byproduct. It's, it's, it's really tough. Thing. Okay. Anyway, well, this has come. Next question: We had a question from Manning at P twenty five, and he, he's over on Patreon, so he gets goes into our talking points uh, section here, and this covers there's a few people who asked a similar question in our in our question time that I just. Bothered, we didn't bother to answer there because we, we were covered here. It here yeah. But Maddie McPherson asks. Is the break in the season the perfect chance for the NRL to develop an actual expansion slash relocation strategy? 
Some teams almost certainly go under. So would it make sense to use the break to convince some of the teams that that relocation beats death? Or we're just trying and find a way to get Glee back in the competition. I'm, that's I'm, league. I'm get, him, not, get the red, get the Reds back. Greg Eastwood, captain coach. I don't think the, I don't think the people running the game right now are interested in expansion. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they were that keen on it to begin with, but this will absolutely scare them off unless they need to really boost the next that, TV deal. And they do, they do the thing. They pull the trigger on a second Brisbane team and a Perth team. That was their goal. Was only for broadcasters wanting it was twenty twenty three. It was for yeah. bringing that team in. Uh, as you said, it probably pushes that back. But in terms of clubs' death, I'm not going to overread into... As we know, this is always the trap. We always get cold of things on the brink of dying. And maybe they are on the brink. But I don't. I just don't have the feeling that... And maybe I'm ignorant, but that, that we will allow clubs to die in this country, NRL teams. I think we'll more likely see other competitions die, like the A-League, like Super Rugby... Before we see NRL clubs yeah, allowed to I die, I can't see it happening. Hey, because I honestly believe, and people can laugh all they want at Peter Landis, but I honestly believe there be there might be government bailouts for NRL it, clubs. Is it possible that you feel that way just because we are so removed from that as a possibility? Like, yes, it's been a sixteen team competition for thirteen for nearly thirteen years, and then before that, the last time there was like a real culling or a real realignment of the competition was when Southscott was when Southscott booted, and if you look at what happened there, they went from twenty teams in nineteen ninety eight. To fourteen teams in yeah. two thousand, that is a massive, massive reduction. And there's not, re- and the Super League period before that was also so tumultuous with the lineup of the competition. And that's just not been a reality for rugby league since. But that was such a weird, like that is such an outlier in not just in rugby league, but in just but, sport, but, but you just in Australian sport in general. Do that. That, that is no, but that massive. Uh, that, that massive influx and then the resulting reduction of clubs is yeah, but, no, but, so no, just, big. Just what I'm saying is because that's yeah. so that's we're so removed from that now. Like the idea of a competition being reliant, even in a, yeah. in a fashion not as dramatic as that, is so foreign to us as as, as rugby league yeah. fans. I, th- I think there's a chance that there we're is. underrating that possibility. There definitely is just a chance. Just because it's not something we think about. In terms of Maddie's question about um, clubs relocating. I think nearly all the Sydney clubs would rather die than relocate. I agree with because that. Because they are, they are old and they are stubborn and they will never leave their places until they are literally Taken shot in the back of their head. Yep. And that's, that, that's, what, that, that's what they learned from Super League. Super League, some of them turned away from their old ancestral places and they will never, ever do it again. I mean, the Sharks would rather die than leave Cronulla. Well, maybe there is a scenario with NRL 16 teams next year and one of them isn't one of the current teams. Maybe that is a maybe. Thing. Yeah, I just I more and more think I don't see there being a massive reduction in clubs because I genuinely believe it. I might be ignorant, but I do believe that the rugby league will get the government bailout that they're I, seeking. I, as poorly as some of them might be run, I can't see a scenario where Manly. Just an example. I don't know anything about their finances. I can't see a scenario where Manly's like, well, we have to shut our doors because we don't have any money, and everyone just accepts that. I can't see that happening. Yeah, because I, I do feel like there'll be some form of bailout, be yeah. it government, be it local, be people Dare I say, chipping in their own a pocket. war chest. <laughs> yeah, but be it Manly fans being chipping in their own pocket, 10 bucks each or something ridiculous. Well, you if, know? You look like, at, if you look at some of the clubs in, um, in England who have mm. undergone financial difficulties, like Bradford, for example, Bradford got wound up administratively a couple of years ago yeah. and then just immediately relaunched a new Bradford Bulls. Legally, they're a separate entity, but yeah. they inherit the, the colours and the crest and the records and all that. So it wouldn't surprise me if we ended up with a situation like that where Manly do get wound up and then two months later, a new Manly comes up. And yeah, that's financially, they are separate institutions, but like... Who gives a shit? They're still manly and they still wear maroon and white. Yeah, Matt, that's probably it. But, uh, the, but, that, but that's the thing. Like, there's so many, there's so many things on the table. This is such a fluid uh, situation. It is something we've really never had. And, to deal and one with of the ones before. people like to boot the Titans out of the competition. And whilst that is a poor club and how they run and they know how to run with tight purse strings, they actually have a bit of money behind them in the ownership. 
I don't think they will die. Even the people seem to be ready to accept their death. Oh, no, people, people aren't just ready to accept their death. They want to kill them. Yes. <laughs> that's they it. want to kill them. Yeah. Um, you, you yourself would pull the trigger. Oh, there's a few clubs that pull the trigger <laughs> on, though. Like, again, like, I... I would pull the trigger on a few of them and, and expand the competition a bit further. But yeah, it's one of those things. This is a discussion you could have every week for the next six months and it would change every week with how everything's changing at the moment. Like, I mean, as you know, a club could go under we wouldn't even be thinking about right now because they could have had their money tied in something different investment that we didn't know about because none of us sitting in this room have sat down and looked at everyone's financial reports. What mm. if Nick Polaris had been shorting health insurance policies? Genius. <laughs> yeah. Think about it. Diabolical. Okay. Uh, let's go to the next question. So this is away from the coronavirus, a bit more just rugby league discussion. This comes from at, uh, from our friend Carlo, who's also a Patreon subscriber, a patron of ours, and he gets to ask this question because of that. <laughs> anyway, he's known as, what is he, Joey is Goat on Twitter now, and he's got a great question for Nick Canton. He says, what are Nick's thoughts on the building of a bronze statue of Andrew Johns at Newcastle's Premier Stadium, and why do you think it's a winning idea? At the risk of offending our good friend, uh, of offending our good friend Carlo, please, please offend him. I actually think having a grandstand named after you is a bigger the deal than having a statue. And you have a Bungard Bungard discourse. Bungard disagrees. Could not disagree vehemently. But it's one of those things. I know he's raising the money and he's he's met with um, events in New South Wales, and it's 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 great that like there's this fan movement going on, and I hope it happens for him because he's really going for it. But you can put up a lot of statues. You can only have one grandstand named after somebody. You understand? You yeah. guys understand what I'm saying? I get what you're saying, but in reality, the opposite is true. How many rugby league statues are there in New South Wales, Mitchell? Is there any? Yes, there is. There's one of Ray Price at the old Parramatta that's Stadium. Right. That's, been shouted, that's been shouted in the shed. There's one of Laurie Daly yep. at Canberra Stadium. There's not, a, in, there's not a, in New South Wales. It's the territory, of course. It, it is, is the, it's territory. the territory. Yeah, so Ray Price is obviously... That's, it, that's, that's it, it, right? There's a Daly Messenger one outside the SCG. There's that, a lot outside the SCG. Yeah, so that's it. There are way more grandstands named after people at sports stadiums than there are statues. There's about a million statues at Suncorp, though. Queensland's a different story. But in New South Wales... The Rabs Warren statue comes from Nantes Quarter over here. <laughs> there is a statue of Rabs in June, of course. But I'm not talking about the state as a whole. I'm talking about Newcastle specifically. Yeah. You can put up a lot of statues. You can put up a statue to Robbie O'Davis. You can put up a statue to Regan Tanner. You can put up a statue for Milton Thiday. But they haven't. No, That's but the they point. can. That's the point. Like, There can only be one... Andrew John's John stand. Well, there can actually be multiple because there's several stands. Yeah, but, but like, why would you have two Andrew John stands? Why not? That why of don't, give, don't give Carlo ideas. <laughs> <laughs> also, just because he has a statue doesn't mean he can't have a stand. No, he can. He can absolutely have both. I'm but, just. I'm just. This is just me personally, bro. Mm. Uh, yeah, but the, and I, I just. I think we just genuinely disagree because I just think there's. What? I just, yeah, I know it's weird that you and I would argue about something pointless, but um. Yeah, no, I just think there's way more stands and as, uh, named after people than there are statues of, of athletes, in, especially in New South Wales. Um, and I, I think what having does New a, South Wales have to do with anything? Of course it matters. <laughs> I get it. Well, I don't know, because um, Queensland just gives statues to anyone. Yeah, they do. Anyway, I assume there's a Monty anyway, Pony that, statue kinda, outside Suncorp. That's kind of just where I land with it. I, I think it would be a big... Like, if you look at the old SCG, for, for example, we have the Tiger O'Reilly stand and the Doug Walters stand and all that sort of stuff. I think that's a bigger thing than having a... You know, a bit of metal out the front. Uh, yeah, but I put a sombrero on the statue of Yabba at the test match Got him. two months ago. So Got him. checkmate. There you go, there's a statue of Yabba. He didn't even play. It's like actually a great point. You can't you can't vandalize a grandstand to the point. And also <laughs> if you have a grandstand, it's like kind of like the statue just lives at the stadium, the grandstand lives in the broadcast. Yeah. 
Like I think the, the grandstands, are, like you know, the grandstand more. I know it's like cricket grounds, but as you know, you know, the and it's, it's like a, it's, a, it's, it's like, like how it's much we more of a, like how we always be more of a communal thing as yeah. well. You know, we always like, make jokes about the Edwin Smith stand at the Adelaide Oval. Do well, we? The lines are long and the beer is expensive, <laughs> <laughs> but it's always a day for it. It is always. Yeah. Um, but like, if you look at if you look at Canberra for example, right? Canberra built a statue for Laurie Daly. But they named a stand after Mel Meninga, and they buy that horn that's the size of his nose. They the, sure the do. Horn that, and, and like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's the Brumbies playing or the Socceroos playing or whatever. That's always the Mel Meninga stand. That's doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who comes through. You know. Yeah, but, is, as is, I the said, sta- is the statue not Laurie Daly when someone else plays there? No, but like, who, just, but it's just like who, who cares about it? It's just a hunk of metal out. Maybe throat. it's because I'm much more Americanized than you are when it comes to this sort of thing. Because no, that, like, that's that's possible. Because because stands aren't named after people at American stadiums. They are not. Whereas there's statues of like there's a Ray Lewis statue and a Johnny United there's, statue. There's, uh, your, ba- your name gets hung in the jersey hung in the rafters. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's a different deal. There's no there's no Ed Reed stand. At the, at, Maybe at the they MIT. should be. I agree <laughs> that they should, should be. be. Also, the statues being such low quality also generally sticks with me a little bit. Half the time, they don't even look a like a the person. Them, a lot Ronaldo of them statue flash. the other year. A lot of them are It was flash. amazing. Yeah. But um, anyway, I think it's enough stat- statue chat. Yeah. But yeah, best of luck, Carlo, man. I hope it, I hope it I also hope it goes well. And, it, and his next question is, what are Nick's highlights from the Johnses' career? Is that Ooh. both Johnses? Because you had the Johnses. I can do both Johnses. Yeah. Well, 97, of course, but not just the grand final, the games leading into it. Like, I always think it's great... That um, So Andrew has the one with the grand final and setting up the try for Darren Alba and all that sort of stuff. But in the prelim against North Sydney, Andrew goes off with, I want to say, 10 minutes left, just as North Sydney are making a charge. And they come back and level the scores. And it's Maddie that kicks the field goal that sort of puts them up. And it's a great boot too. It's like the, S- the SFS is an absolute mud heap on the day. And he just bangs it over from about 35 metres out. And that's something I think gets lost sometimes because, you know, Maddie's on television now and he's more of a television personality and people remember him as a footballer but he was a really really good footballer for a couple of years there and him and Joey it was Joey was always the better one but it was like a fair dinkum combination for some years there um, I always really liked uh, when Joey came back in 2005 um, he broke his jaw and missed about six weeks and the nights were terrible and he went up to the Queensland Institute of Sport and really really got himself fit and that's when he came back and he had um he had uh, that origin game where he comes back and wins man of the match and all that. And it was that period when he sort of shook off the knee Rico that he'd had the year before. Yeah. And then the second half of 05, the Knights, who were terrible. They didn't win a game until like round 13 or 14. They were the, they best, just, they were the best team to ever yeah, win. Yeah, they just first. ripped it off. I think they ripped off six or seven straight or something like that. And Joey very nearly won the Daly M. He had like a really mad duel with, with Thurston all the way to the end. So I always really liked that. I always really liked the game they played against each other. Um, the Knights ended up smashing the Sharks by a lot of points. This was in 2002. I don't remember exactly how many. But there's a really nice moment at the start of the game where everyone's sort of out on the field waiting for the kickoff and Joey just sort of trots up from the try line to find Matty and they kind of just embrace. And it's the only mm. time they ever played against each other. I always really liked that. But the thing I probably liked the most is that Canberra beat the Knights 48-18 in Joey's <laughs> last game. That's it. Well, uh... Joey's last finals game, of course, was fifty to six against Brisbane as bang, well. Bang bang, that was great. And uh, built a statue to Mick Dobson up there. I enjoyed Matty Johns' zero from four Origin record. Not a, not, didn't experience <laughs> his last one was at Hooker. Yeah, they got him into the team. The well, day, they got him into the team the morning of the game. That is generally where the Johns brothers will play the Origin football. Oh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. You know, you know, they're not, not not really the Brett Camorleys of the world. They're <laughs> play in the seven, the, the Andrews or the Matty Johns of the families. Nice. Yeah, they're, but yeah, surprised Jamie Goddard didn't get a mention during this segment. When he, beat yeah. the, when he beat the shit out of Andrew Johns. No, well, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not like you. I like the Johns boys. I don't dislike them either. That was just a cool origin moment. That was a cool origin a, an moment. An absolute battler bashing one of the best to ever do it. I mean, that's what's... That's no, what no, from memory, well, Goddard like, was the one who bashed Andrew Johns. Johns didn't bash Jamie Goddard. 
He's, he's done us there. He's got us there. <laughs> but, like, touching on an episode we recorded earlier today, it's like Reynolds on Thurston, isn't it? It is a lot you know like what that. I mean? It's a battler dragging down an all-time legend and just rubbing dirt in their face and kicking their ass, and that's always cool. Yeah, it is. Like when Ben Roberts fucking, fucking put the business on Darren Lockyer. You remember that? Let's talk about that for now. I don't remember that. So tight. But uh, how, how about our, our boy uh, Daniel Wagon, the better record in the halves and origin than uh, Andrew Johns? Jeez, he expect. He and got so did, uh, there. So quick, hand from, quick hands from Mitch Dole to get out of the lockiest did, there. Damn. Didn't, didn't hear it. Did not hear it. <laughs> Tell you what, yeah. We're off. We're off this question now. We're off. Yeah, that's fine. Because <laughs> I was about to say, we don't, we, we sent, we're going to have a John's discussion. I don't two, want good to, I don't, two good questions. Thanks, Carlos. I don't want to turn Simo and be here for about 25 minutes rattling off uh, John's takes. Anyway, let's go to some more rugby league news. Yep. So... <laughs> This is dastardly from the Dragons. Apparently, they broke it. But Tyson Rizal is signed with the Knights during this cro- this crisis. Yeah. And the rumor is that the Dragons leaked it. It was agreed months ago, but they were saving it for the end of the year. But the Dragons leaked it. <laughs> Great douche move. I, it I, no, I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, no, I do. I do. I do. Because like, he's fleeing the Dragons when it looks like it's going to get hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, if I was them, I would absolutely be petty and just sort of like chuck that shit out there. It's one of those things, like, I just... Dragons fans are losing their mind, but I just don't think he's that big of a loss for the Dragons. He, like, Fr- Frizz is a, is a good player, for sure. Yeah. But I, I, I'm not sure I love him for the Knights, either. Like, he, he's better than Fitzgibbon, and he's better than Barnett. But, like, is he that much better that, than... Is he that much better than them for what they're going to pay him? Like, wouldn't you much rather take that money call up Jake Clifford and say, mate, do you want to come down and play first grade every week? That's the thing. The problem you know they have, I mean? for me, as you said, like the pack's actually okay. And, and the the team, a lot of those guys hadn't kicked on the last couple of years. I know it's only been two games, but it looked like some of those forwards were taking the leap under well, O'Brien already. Especially, I was really impressed with yeah. him in those first two games, particularly with like his attitude and his pressure defensively. Yeah. You know, and f- again, Frizz is better than both of them, but I just feel like the money might have been better, spelt, better spent elsewhere. And we've talked a lot before about... about about Frizz and Frizz is very talented. Frizz is an Origin player and a Test player and all that sort of stuff. But there's uh, there's just like weird things that he just doesn't do that well. He doesn't run lines that well, for example, no. and he doesn't hit holes that well. Like, they... He's very dangerous when they give him like early ball and he can just sort of work on it. Yeah, but what that's if... a but that's a that's not a typical second row uh, thing. And uh, if you look at someone like Fitzgibbon, who's been a real success story for them up there, he's done well because he runs good lines and he hits holes off a of ponga. Like can Frizz can, can can they get Frizz to do that? No. What if they put it? What if they put him a like lock that? though? He's not that good. He's there. not that good a lock. I, he doesn't really have to work right. I, I'm, I'm and, kind and of worried that that's why they've signed it. They might be. I, I don't know because they've got Clemmer and they've got Sasa and they've got the Safidi brothers who, again, only two games. But I've been very impressed. They're with all both good, but that's like, for like I, I know. That, I, know that they, I know that they're that's largely. This, I know that they're largely the same position, but you still want someone who's got a bit of guile and can ball play a little bit. In can, the third he team. can't ball play. He can't oh, oh, save himself. I mean, I think a Fris little bit better than really Clemmer and the Safidis. I reckon he's in Clemmer's level of ball He's certainly more mobile. Yeah, but yeah. I, I I just don't I don't think that's what I don't think that's what they need. No, I'm not sure if that's what, what I mean? they need either. I'm just saying that they might be signing into. Well, I, I, I think I've, I've never much liked him at lock. I don't think he has the word. Yeah, rate. and I for me is well, I actually think you know value for money wise. I think Tarek Sims is the more impactful back row week to week for the Dragons than what Tyson Vizel is anyway. For me, mm. like Sims is one of those guys that he's still one of the very few back rowers left who will still ruin a halves a week, and they want they'll stop running at him. Yeah. I think he's very impactful there, but. You know, I just think Jackson Ford can give you seventy five percent of Tyson Frizzell for ten percent of the fuck of the cash. I think that's a fine enough move for the Dragons to let him go. Yeah, and, I, I, and I I'm with you. They, they six is the massive hole at Newcastle, and they haven't yeah, addressed that yet. Yeah, th- that would be the bigger thing that I'd be I would have been looking to address. But as as well, like I don't think you'll be bad for Newcastle by no. any means, and I think it's an important thing for them as well to 
to be a, to be something of a destination because they weren't for so long. Yeah, like this is the third incumbent Origin player that they've signed in the last four years, and and they're not so, again. They're, 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 saying, and it, it, like, it's hard, it can be hard for a club to get to that point. Yeah, neither of us are saying he's a bad signing. It's more the sense I just don't think it's a great signing. Yeah, he's a good yeah, player. I, he's I don't a think player. it's a slam dunk. And who knows? Maybe O'Brien gets him and yeah. they work something out and they just chuck him early ball and he just runs over and destroys people. And that might happen because O'Brien seems like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, and if but I, a great attacking coach, as you'd know yeah, as well. I just, yeah. I, just don't, I, just don't, I don't think it's a absolute slam dunk. Not quite. Neither. Anyway, what, else, what, other, what other news we got for Rugby League? Oh, yeah, no, we also mentioned this. <laughs> if the season starts up again, we are bringing back the um, NRL Boom Rookies MVP. So if, that, if the season does start up, the Patreon subscribers from uh, the second Who tier above. Who would win it right now? Is Tamalolo. it David Fafita? Tamalolo. Tamalolo. Tamalolo, mm. Yeah, man, oh yeah, he was so good in round one. He was so good in both rounds. Round two is sensational. He set the, the current uh, Dalian leaders are Tamalolo and Elliot Whitehead. Whitehead's in yeah, the leaders. <laughs> How's that happened? I don't know. It's so tight. I don't know how that happened. By the, how weird is the Raiders just winning a game they were supposed to win easily? That's not the Raiders. It happened twice in a row, bro. <laughs> it it's crazy. I, I was very disappointed by the Warriors game because they're just like, oh, we're just, win- just going to win this game. Yeah. and it's We're not even going to play that well. We're just going to do it. We're not even going to let them back into the game with 10 minutes to go. We're just going to like win it. Did I get a little bit upset when the Warriors scored? I did. You did? I did. The penalty try. Anyway, they're going to score. Anyway, I don't know, any other topics you guys want to cover before um, we, uh, before not we get much, on? Not that, not that much news, is there? No, I mean... No. Stay safe out there, I guess. Um, Hope you're all doing well. Hope we can help you kill, you know, 45 minutes to an hour of your your day while you're stuck inside. One thing we'll mention as well, by the way, Origin, if NRL comes back, Origin has to happen. That's part of it. Money-wise, it absolutely So if there's like a 13-game season, you're still going to have the Origin players missing somehow in that period. Just play it at the end. No, like, play it when? Afterwards. In January. Yeah, but you, again, the same thing. So we can't have guys playing Origin in January and then having preseason in February for their next club. It's not even a month man. off. I, I, if you're already truncating the comp, I don't know how you can then take another three weeks out of it. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. They're not taking three weeks out of it. They'll just play it in the middle of it again. Like well, the old, old good old days when no, it's like Wednesday. No, if you can... No camps, just Wednesday games, then fine. Yeah. No. But, uh, what if we play all three Origins on three consecutive days? There we go. Yes. I'm in. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's Origin weekend. Imagine how dead they'd be by Sunday. Oh, Jesus awesome. Christ! But the worst you, game. But when you introduce the little man with twenty to go, <laughs> you want to bring back fatigue. That's how you do it. That is how you do it. <laughs> They've just got like Jared Samets warming up for the Blues with twenty to go on Sunday afternoon. You better believe Queensland is scared. You know who plays Roy in the third mate. game? Sean Fenson. <laughs> Fano comes off the bench. It finally happens. <laughs> it's about his speed. There is it. Yes. Three days of fatigue. Okay, anyway, let's get out of here, eh? Hey? Uh, give the patrons a shout-out, mate. I'm, I'm about to, so... Better. Thanks again for the uh, Patreon subscribers to support. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Anaroboom Rookies if you want to sign up. Especially thanks to those who really keep the show running. That's uh, Chris Abnell, Dan Cullinane, Dave slash Messer, Scott Ozil, Carlo Tyson, Matty McPherson, Roxanne Clark, Scott Finlayson, Simo Alley, Ty, Wayne Ritchie, and Jason Oliver. I'm getting better at that. We've done it four times today, so no, it's, to. it's three. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you don't get a plug because you disobeyed me before. So That's fair. Yep. All right. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Cambo. Ta. And it's goodbye from me. <laughs>